Hello, United Podcast Experience listeners. Welcome back to another episode of United Podcast Experience. Today on the line, we have Tim McRae, the owner of WTF Food. We might all think, well, what's that mean? But he's about to explain that. And without further ado, I'm going to let Tim introduce himself. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And uh, check, thank you for checking out the United Podcast. As you know, I'm Tim McRae from Where's the Food? And that stands for just what it says, Where's the Food? The WTF, we used it to get people's attention. So uh, we wanted them to run wild with it in their mind and, uh, you know, let let their imagination go wherever it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, sir, for sure. Definitely got me intrigued. Uh, so let's start with, you started originally as a food truck. Tell me how you got into the food industry and the food game. What was that uh, motivation and passion? That, like? Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a real funny story. The, the motivation is always money, obviously. That's the first <laughs> one. But um, as an oil dealer, I used to have an oil company. And seasonally, uh, my oil company would run from, let's say, uh, you know, December till about late April. You know, now the season's changing. That's all different. So I got out of the business. And as I was getting out of the business, I was looking for something to transition to that I can make uh, year round. So I originally bought the food truck to Mm -hmm. take care of the months where I wasn't busy with the oil company. So uh, it started out as, you know, just doing events on the weekends. Then we started getting, you know, parties and different uh, uh, private events, and it really snowballed, man. It kind of took over my life. So I just recently sold my oil company uh, to focus full-time on where's the food. So I I did it out of a necessity to make money in the summertime, and it it took over my life, man, between, uh, you know, our social media and what we like to do. And we wanted to be that food truck that just wasn't pigeonholed. Uh, Most food trucks just kind of focus on one thing. When I started the truck – I wanted to focus on any food that I wanted to make. So what happens is when you go to some of these events and these promoters, they can tell you, hey, you know, you can't make this, you can't make this, you can't make that. You know, we would go to certain festivals, and they would hand us a list of what we couldn't make. So I'd be like, Jesus, you know, what am I going to do here? So what I would do is I would craft a menu for that event. So that's how we started kind of – we changed the menu to fit the venue, hence the name Where's the Food, because we didn't want to be pigeonholed as the right. hot dog truck or the empanada truck or the, the pizza truck. We wanted to come to any event and be able to do anything and rock with anybody. I love it, man. I love the energy. Yeah, I, I think I think it's great that you took that initiative with the oil and just went full in on the brand. I think it's important yeah. to take that first step. You need to understand that leap of faith. It's good, it's good mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to, man. But listen, it's scary. You know, as an entrepreneurial, obviously this is my first business. I've had several businesses. Some have succeeded, some have failed. But the ones that succeeded, I was able to build them up and sell them. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to build up to for my next level. 100%. I think it's important that you build up to that next level and, and take that uh, take that initiative and understand the mission you're trying to do for millions. Of, no, not millions, but you know at least a local area. We'll talk about Trenton in a little bit. But what was it like, man, when you when you had the food truck when when the well, before you sold it? What was it like? What were the days like? The hours like? The the grind oh, the, you had to put. Oh, the grind. Uh, you know, the grind is is it never stops. Right. So on the weekends we would you know probably do one or two events depending on what our schedule was. But uh, the hours were whatever the promoters made. So if they started an event at 10 and it ended at 5, you know, we were there rocking in all types of weather. But we loved it, man. You know, the people that we met, it was able to uh, help us test our products to see what sell, what sells and what doesn't sell. Because obviously in this business, it's all about numbers. So uh, it was it was one of those things where it was, it was really uh, a hard grind, man. You know, we put in days work, and then you you got to clean the truck and get staff on the truck and get to the event, make sure you're parked on level ground. 
it was a it was a great experience, man. I'm not I'm not mad that we did it, but I learned so much in those six years, man, that right. <laughs> we we could probably talk all day. <laughs> yeah, well, but the grind the grind was day to day. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine like just the fact that you have to make the food, you got to prep it, you got to make sure you get the right sittings. You, it takes a lot of work out of you. And I guess just to kind of sum it up, is there any one in particular lesson you want to share in those six years that you can share uh, with the audience? Yeah, the first one I want to share with anybody if you're starting out or you're trying to run a food truck is learn and understand this business. If you have a guy that can tell you something, because <clears throat> we do food truck consulting as well, uh, starting okay. at $25 an hour. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to pay for that. I'm like, well, you know what? You'll pay in the end when you learn what you learn after you lose $1,000 or $2,000. So, you know, you got to understand the business. And a lot of people in this business see you as competition, so they're not going to help you. So if somebody's not going to help you to succeed, I'm willing to do that for $25 an hour. All you got to do is hit me up on my social media pages and, and consult with you. It'll save you thousands and thousands of dollars. Nobody helped me at all when I started this business. I had one guy, and I'll say his name because he's a great guy, uh, Freddie, who uh, has his own truck uh, called uh, Daisy's Cuban uh, Food Truck, and they're out of North Jersey. But he was the only guy in the business, man, that gave me some pointers. And and I said to myself, if I ever get the chance to repay uh, 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 people, I'm going to do so. But uh, unfortunately, this knowledge costs money, and it, it, it cost me a lot of money, and I lost a lot of money, so I definitely want to you know, help people out. But, you know, if somebody has the knowledge to help you, just spend the money and, and get with it, and you'll learn a lot. Trust me. It'll save you a lot of money. 100%. Man. I think no matter where we start, there's always that mentorship, right? I think it's important to include that, especially in the food truck game, because it yes. it's, it's a hard game. It's, it, oh, it's it, cutthroat. People, yeah, people people think, well, it's just a food truck. But if you think about it behind the scenes, and especially in this NJ area, it's a, it's all about that, right? There's always diners and but there's always food trucks too around. So tell me a little bit about uh, where you're from. For those of you who are listening around the world, what does Trent, New Jersey mean in just the capital city of this state in that, in that area? All right, as you know, 609 Trent, New Jersey is the capital of New Jersey. We are the epicenter. So uh, what it means to me, man, is it's a great mixing pot. Uh, we're stuck between two great markets. We're between Philly mm-hmm. and New York. So, I mean, you can't beat that. I, I like to consider ourselves the alleyway uh, between the tri-state area. So it's it's Trenton's a great area, man. A lot of good food here, uh, Philly, New York, the whole surrounding area, man. A lot of good stuff going on. So I'm happy to be here. Nice. Now, any any particular anybody you uh, know that you meet that are from upstate New York or uh, that come down on the summer days, or is anybody from Philly that comes down? What's the what's the viewing right uh, viewing as far as uh, people and demographics? Oh, you mean demographics? Oh, people come from all over. You mean to the store or to the area? Uh, area and store. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you got a lot of people moving here from New York, obviously, because unfortunately it's a little cheaper here than it is to <laughs> be in New York. So you got a lot of people, and we're, we're a hub, so you got the transit system that takes you right back to the city and, you know, keeps you, keeps you uh, you know, moving around. But, yeah, there's a lot of people from all over. Um, you know, people just come from all over to come to Trenton. 100%, 100%. Uh, so now we'll transition a little bit into what you're saying with the store. You say you're currently looking for that uh, in-house seating. What's it like? What's been the process like for being more of a searcher and discoverer at this Okay, time? well, first of all, right now we have a takeout food stand <clears throat> located at 1543 Parkway Avenue in mm-hmm. West Trenton, New Jersey. That would be 08628. If anybody wants to Google us, Apple Maps, Yelp, you know, however you find food. Uh, so, so right now we have a takeout food stand. Uh, we have a nice size patio outside, and uh, we seat about 25 to 30 people. 
But right now we're trying to transition. We're looking for inside seating. So we have several locations that we're looking at, and uh, we're looking to go to that next level. So we, we came off the food truck. Like I said, sold that in March. Uh, we ran the food truck for six years. We've been two years now at this location. Uh, due to the fact that there's no heat in the location we're at, we normally shut down, shut down in the colder months, like, you know, January, February, March. But this year we have so much momentum going, we want to keep moving and find that next location so we don't have to shut down this winter and we can transition right into all year round. And that would be our first store, which we're trying to build a franchise. Uh, but most people that want to invest in a franchise, you have to have inside seating and you have to have that first store so you can show them the brand. Right. I think it's important to show the product, right? You show the product off and people really vibe with it for sure. Exactly. Because, because especially all, the difference between, I guess you, you could, we can talk about that right now. What is the difference? I know a lot of people that we've interviewed, it's every day, every day grind, but we also have a couple people we interview yourself that are more, in a case, seasonal. What's the difference between a seasonal business and a full-time business for people who are trying to get into the game? Just a little explanation. Right. Well, obviously, seasonal business, you better make a lot of money to cover you for your down months. <laughs> right. <laughs> that That's first and foremost. But the difference between that is, you know, you get the time to relax, recharge, and get back out there. Full-time, you know, it's a grind. You know, you're six, seven days a, re- a week. Most restaurants are. You know, some close Sundays or Mondays, but most places are six to seven days a week. So it's a, it's a big difference. But if you if you like to have a little free time, you know, seasonal might be for you financially. If you can make it work, go for it. But uh, like I said, we're trying to go full-time. And the restaurant business is, is long hours and long days. But you know what? If you don't put in the work, you can't reap the rewards. Right. And not only is it, like you said, it's long days, but it's also, in a sense, competition. And oh, yeah. every, everything's competition. So what are some things you do? How do you handle the competition, whether it be online, offline, and, and, and well, face-to-face? How do you handle that? Right. Well, that's funny you asked that question because the first thing I do is I don't consider anybody competition. Uh, competition. And the reason I say that is everybody has a brand that's going to withhold and withstand itself if they do the right things. Now, as we know, the big box change, they're, they're, they're always going to survive. You know, they can mess your order up. You, you, can, you know, your, your order can be totally wrong, and people still go back. But the key to really keeping your brand strong is stand behind your product, have good social media, and, right. and me, man, what we try and really do that puts us apart from the other people that serve food that's cooked with fire is our social media and our customer service. So mm-hmm. as you know, and we've all been to restaurants, I'm a foodie, man. I'm not just a guy that's uh, trying to make a, a living out of selling food. I'm a foodie myself. So I want people to treat me like I want to be treated when I go to a restaurant. So, therefore, I try and make sure that we do that, which customer service is, is the key. You know, give the customers what they want, get some feedback from them, build off them. But you you got to stay focused on customer service. But if you're looking at people's competition, you're already starting the game off wrong. You know, and I know people look at us as competition. I know they do. But at the same time, I don't look back at them. I will promote and market anybody on my page. So I have a saying that I like to use. I'll show you my hand, and I'll still win. So if I'm willing to promote you on my page, I don't care if you're doing the same thing I'm doing. As long as we support and, and help each other, like it. you know, it doesn't have to be competition. So if you've got a pizza place down the store, hey, bring me some menus. Somebody wants pizza, I'll talk about you and hand them a menu. Somebody wants the food that we're making, vice versa. But, see, that's not something that most people – would do or see is, hey, man, I wouldn't do that. No, you should do that because it's networking. we got to stand together. Mm. Nobody eats the same thing every day. I mean, unless you meal prep 
and you're a bodybuilder, yeah, you're going to be regimented. You're going to eat, you know, four days the same thing. But if you don't meal prep and you're not a bodybuilder, you're not going to eat the same place every day. I work at my store. I don't eat my own food every day. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there's no such thing as competition to me. I, I don't even believe in that word. We're, we're, we're people that cook food with fire. We're not reinventing the wheel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All you have to do is get behind your brand, have good products, great customer service, and serve good food, and you'll be able to survive, and you won't have to worry about the word competition. I love it, man. No, I, I, I think that's great, right? And that's that's our message here at the UP, too, right? Connect with everybody. Yeah, sure. and you've done that, man. I thank you guys for reaching out to us. At first, I was like, oh, who's these people like trying to reach out? I'm like, oh, these are good people. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of crazy people out here on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no we know we're going to talk about uh, internet because uh, it, it is crazy. So, so you are, you're one of the guys that I know is on your page. You literally get in the face of the customers, really treat them like family. What was the yeah. what was the inspiration behind? What was the first thing I said? You know, what? I'm going to really show myself and really be friendly with the couple. What was like that first thing? Just pop on the phone and here you are. Okay, well, first and foremost, we call that our customer cameo cam, and we hashtag that. Anybody out there in the world, I don't care where you are, hashtag customer cameo cam or WTF patio experience, and you'll be able to see what we do. So basically what I wanted to do is these people would come to the window and tell me these great stories. So instead of letting the story just go into my head and sit there, I said, you know what? I'm going to use the power of social media to put this out there because I can't make this stuff up. You know, unfortunately, in this world that we live in, sometimes we need cosigns. And what we mean yeah. by that, I don't mean cosign the car. Some people could be right next door to my store and never tried it till somebody came in with the food and said, hey, what's that? And let them taste it. Oh, I'm going to go there. Well, I've been there the whole time. You should have been there. You know, so it, what I mean by that cosign is sometimes people need a cosign. You know, so we yeah. would use those videos as our cosign. You know, we're not making this stuff up. This person's never been here before. You know, so when they tell me these great stories, man, I said, you know, I can't pass this up. So we started using that as our customer cameo cam, and it's basically testimonials. But instead of written testimonials, it's visual testimonials. Makes right. sense, right? Oh, well, no, it's, it's for the customer, <laughs> by the customer. That's, exactly. That, that's it, man. Now, I, I like that because yeah. a lot of people will think, well, well that's got to be fake. But if you think about it, and I've seen some of those videos, those are real reactions. It's not yeah. like, oh, wow, this tastes good. This is probably the first time. So I, I guess having any, any funny story in particular, anybody want to shout out that you've done with those? Oh God, there's, there's, there's millions of them, but we had uh, recently two girls that snuck out of work to come to our store. So yeah. I said to the one girl, I said, I hope you don't get fired. And she said, I'm not, I, I can't get fired. I'm with my supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically they had snuck out of work to come to the store because our hours right now where we're at are short. You know, we're open uh, Tuesday to Friday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. We take the last order at 4.30, and we're open on Saturdays from 11 to 4. We take the last order at 3.30. But we're closed Sundays and Mondays. So we wanted to make it a, an event place. And the funniest thing that you're really going to laugh about is we are in a, a closed gas station. So they've been closed for a few months, and, uh, you know, we're there rocking. So it, it's, a, it's a weird destination, but, hey, you know, Wawa's a gas station and people eat there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Wawa, Wawa is the biggest out here in New Jersey. Yeah, well, and once again, that comes back to big boxes. You know, if we support these big boxes and big chains, they're going to crush all the little moms and pops. That's why I don't I don't even focus on, you know, competition. Oh, that's right. It's all about yeah. connectivity. That's the better C word. Yeah, uh, 
I was going to say, so what, what, what's been like just running out of that? Now that you bring that, what's been like running out of that? How's the energy out there? How's, how's the vibes out there with the people? They oh, the energy, the energy is great, man. We have the old parking lot now, so we have a, enough ample parking, and it, it gets pretty, pretty busy in there. So it's been great, man. We don't, we don't mind it. You know, it's a location. Social media drives people there. Yeah. So you know, yeah. If, if social media is bringing you there, the food is good. And and we want you to have an experience. When you come to our store, it's not just, oh, I came to get some food. You're going to get an experience. You know, we, we have a microphone there. I, I talk junk to the customers over the mic. I mean, after all, our name is WTF, so you got to uh, understand there's going to be a little tongue-in-cheek humor and there's going to be a little, you know, poking and prodding, but we're going to have fun, and that's the key to, to WTF. We're trying to bring the fun back into the customer experience of, of eating food. I don't want to go to a restaurant where I got a snotty nose kid staring at me that you know acts like I'm bothering him as I approach him to you know uh, dine in this establishment. We want you to feel welcome, like family. We want you to come in there and laugh. If you came there sad, we want you to leave happy. That's our goal at WTF, man. It's bringing back the fun customer service, food filled experience for the customer. That's it. That's it. Not only customer experience, but you mentioned a great thing. You didn't force anything either. You never try to force it. You try to always let it happen naturally and organically, yeah. just just like a garden or food, right? There you go. Exactly. 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 You got to let it grow, man. <laughs> but the funniest thing, and I'm glad you said that, I guess I have my mom's spirit. We were just able to talk to anybody. I remember as a kid, you know, we'd be standing in line at ShopRite, and my mom would be checking out, and, and people would just talk to her. Like, just, I'd be like, Mom, why do people always talk to you like that? And she said, hmm. sometimes, Tim, she said, I just have a kind spirit, and some people can feel that. Unfortunately, I can feel people's spirit when they come to the store, if they're in a bad mood, if they're happy, or they got something right. going on. And sometimes people end up talking to me. So it's like, you know, they're not only getting food, but they're, they're getting some free counseling. You know, they're getting some friendship. They're getting a laugh, a joke. So like I said, once again, man, we just try and embrace the people that embrace us. You're not always going to please every customer. You know, it's just impossible in the food industry. Some people are having a bad day, and unfortunately, they're going to take that out on the next person. You know, the, the, the main thing we do, we're having a bad day. The first people we hurt are, are family. You know, we take it out on family. You know, you got to realize everybody's going through something. But when I come to work every day, no matter what I'm going through, I put a smile on my face, and we open that window, and we start serving, and we just rock. Yeah, man. I love how you, you talked about a little bit about your family history with your mom and, and you get that energy. I think, I think one thing about, you know, trying to become, as they say, the coin term, public figure you got to have a personality. you got to be a little tongue-in-cheek. Because if, if you don't, you ain't going to make it, man. There's a lot of people out here doing garbage on the Internet making it. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say about the Internet culture. So what, you, so what do you do in a sense? Like when you're scrolling through your feed, you're scrolling. What are some things you do to try to not so much filter, but try to either get some inspiration off of or do you are you kind of person like me who just kind of goes with the flow, really does it spur the moment as far as like when you're scrolling through your feeds on Instagram and stuff? Oh, what I'm scrolling through, I, I usually go to uh, inspirational stuff. I try and stay with the positivity. You know, once in a while we'll watch the, the ratchet stuff, the fights, and this <laughs> and that. But, uh, you know, me, myself, man, I just, like, I'm like you. I go with the flow, scroll through the free, whatever I like to feedback on, I feedback on. And, you know, I just want people to understand that it's a lot of stuff out there, and some of the stuff ain't for everybody. You know, a lot of people base their lives on what they see on the Internet and what they see on social media, right. which, of course, sometimes these aren't these people's real lives. You know, that's the whole point. I can show you what I want to show you. Uh, a friend of mine always says, "Hey man, nobody posts their failures." You know, right now I'm coming out. I'm coming out of bankruptcy. I have about a few months left, and my bankruptcy will be clear. You know, my house is upside down underwater. You know, I don't sit there and post my my negative stuff or what's going on in my financial life. 
Because sometimes, man, it's better to promote positivity. The negativity, we all know it's there. But me and myself, man, I try and stay more on the positive side of, of, of social media. And, well, and don't get me wrong. I, I like to watch a girl twerk here or there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but a, after a while, man, I mean, come on. Really, how many more twerk videos can we say? Uh, it, it's becoming fashionable. We need to we need to make that uh, not yeah. only positivity, but that that movement of people doing good things in the world, right? Having yeah. those and, good stories, yeah. And we miss that because you know what? You could do something good, nobody will pay attention. You know, you get up there, you shake your butt, or you know, you shoot somebody, you'll get a million views. Now, but right. unfortunately, that's the society that we live in right now. Sad, right. so sad. Because like I said, there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good people, and a lot of good stories out there. Right, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Everyone thinks, oh, it's the, it's the vibrancy of the lifestyle. But if you look at it, a lot of people are not. You know, they're struggling, like you said, with bankruptcy. So how how is it? How is how I don't know how long you've been in bankruptcy? Or uh, well, we filed we filed for the, about two three years ago, and we just got everything cleared out. We're trying to restructure our debt, obviously, and we're not ashamed of it. No, there's there's no shame in my game. I will do whatever right, right. it takes to follow and chase my dream. And I don't care if I fall down on my face. I don't care if I got to live in one of my restaurants. You know, this is the type of dude that I am. And if anybody knows me out there, they know that Tim says he's going to do something. I'm giving it 150%, not even 110. So, you know, it, it's, it's everything's a struggle, but you've got to keep going, man. you got to keep grinding. 100%. So so what, was, what were some of those moments and days like where you know you have this on your shoulder, but you also have the other shoulder saying, like the angel devil saying, the customers are our motivation. Those are the people yeah. that really, is that it? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it is. But here's the funniest thing. Like you said, you know, every day, and, and normally slowest days in the restaurant business, anybody will tell you are on Mondays. So we started closing on Monday and opening on Saturdays. You know, sometimes you feel like, damn, you know, why haven't you been in this business? You know, a day where you do, you know, 30 orders, and then one day you have a day where you do 150 to 200 orders. Now, if you had a 200 order every day, You'd be, you'd be okay, but it's those struggling days where you just got to keep grinding, man. But the people come, and you, we get new customers. And I always ask them how they heard about us or how they hear about us, but we get new customers all the time. So we've been blessed, man, to, to keep grinding, and it's literally these customers, some of them are coming from out of town. You know, some of them are coming from they, – they've seen us on social media. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like you drove 45 minutes to get some food that you've seen on social media? But, hey, why not? That's the, that's the dedication, right? I mean, I think I think that's important too to have that loyal base too, or have even if it's not loyal, but have a couple people you know really spread the word. And not only with social, but that real life. I think I think a lot of people are one thing I noticed are turning to, hey, what if social's gone one day, and where do we turn to? So I see right. a lot more real life uh, connections too, and and really harvesting that community energy. It's good. It's good to see. Yeah, thank you. We we try and do that. We do have loyal customers, and I thank every one of them. If you're listening, once once they hear this, they know I love them all like cooked food. I tell them to right to their face. I love you like cooked food. <laughs> yeah, well done for sure. Always love the food. Well done. So actually, so a little bit now, we'll, we'll transition a little bit into the, the business side. So when, when you you talked a little bit about small, you're a small business entity. What's the importance of days like Small Business Saturday and those community type days, what's the importance of gaining that energy, not only in Trenton, but to anyone trying to start a business in the small business world? What's the energy like of trying to get things off the ground? Yeah, well, honestly, man, I'm just going to be real with you. A lot of people sugarcoat stuff. I'm not going to. When you start a business, it's tough. You know, the first people you look to support you are your family and friends. Now, some of them will and some of them won't. So what right. you have to focus on is, like I said, the people that embrace you and like your food or like whatever business you're trying to start, 
you got to focus on the ones that support you. And you'll know who they are. And a lot of people will show you who they are as well because a lot of people have a friend that has a business and they won't even go support it or tell another person about it. So to get it off the ground, stay stay steadfast on building your social media, whatever you're selling, have a good product, and uh, you know don't don't feel discouraged on them slow days because trust me they're going to come and we still have them to this day and and you know we laugh about it we joke about it but six years later we're still here so the main thing is man build a tough skin and and I truly understand that everybody's not going to support you but the ones that do go out of your way do a small like you said do a small business Saturday appreciate those customers give them a loyalty card you know what I mean. I, I usually give people a loyalty card at the store, and I'll check off a few, you know, spots. So when they get to that tenth meal, they get that free meal. You know, those are the things that make people appreciate uh, what you're doing as well. You know, because nobody wants to give away anything anymore. It's, it's a tough business to give stuff away. So you definitely want to just stay steadfast mm-hmm. on the people who support you in business. But don't give up also on the rainy days, because like I said, rain without sunshine, sunshine without rain. Those days are going to come, so you got to weather the storm. I was just going to say, like, in, in the sense of those rainy days and those days where it's not working, I think having those loyalty, that loyalty card of the customers, having that, yeah. that good word, that's that's all you need, right? As long yeah. as you have that, yeah. the, rest is, the rest is fine. And Danny. Exactly. And and I'll say as soon as a customer walks away on a slow day, I'll say to my staff, and I say it out loud, thank God for our loyal customers. Right. You know, whether you believe or not, trying to make this not trying to make this a religious show. <laughs> but but, but as a P as a PK, you know, that's how I was raised. But you know, you gotta have faith in something, man. And those loyalty those loyal people, trust me, they'll help you weather those rainy days. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think it's important that you it, it shows that when you can structure your base in a sense that you start and you can make those four or five connections, really that's all you need. Because those four or five connections probably have four or five connections, and, and you see where it goes. It's just all exactly. about that networking, for sure. Yeah, like a brush fire, brush fire. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, so uh, when it comes to aligning your goals and your plans, because it's it's ever changing, what are some things you do? Let's say on those off days, what's that daily routine? I, I, obviously, today's an off day. So what yeah. are like? So what are some some days you do on those off days? Sunday, Mondays. How do you get okay. yourself ahead to pro- progress on Tuesday? When you, when well, you start first pressing? of all, the, the first thing I do, man, is. I get up and I get ready to be on United Promotions Podcast. <laughs> that's, that's it, baby. That's so, it. so we start off like that. But, no, on the off days, uh, we recharge, uh, we clean uh, the fryers, the grill. Uh, we like to change our oils at our spot every three to four days. You know, we like that oil to be fresh. Uh, right. Cleaning is a key. I'm, I'm a germaphobe. So if you come into my kitchen, man, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised. I've been and seen some restaurants that I would never go to again after I got into this industry and seen some of their practices. But, you know, it's basically that day of recharging, restocking, uh, phone calls, interviews, uh, you know, video shoots. Like yesterday we were closed, but we were shooting a WTF uh, commercial comedy skit, which we post up on our social media, and it's also available on our YouTube pages. So even when we're not working, we're working. But I'm working on promoting the business and when, when other guys are just sitting there like, oh, what should I do? I'm going to run a newspaper ad. I'm thinking about, hey, I should shoot a video and add these characters and write this script because I also like to uh, – I write our um, commercials, and uh, uh, they're directed by 2677 Films, which is my friend Rashawn Tyson. So I write the commercials. He shoots them, and, uh, you know, we both share in the direction of the videos and stuff like that. But the days off is really, man, we're, we're, we're not really off. But once in a while, we do like to sneak away down to the Jersey Shore. Come on, you already know. <laughs> yeah, sir. Yes, so, sir. you know, we hit Seaside, Wildwood. 
But, you know, if we're not working on building the brand or, or keeping the brand going or restocking the brand, we, we definitely sneak away once in a while and just have a, a chill day. Uh, so when I'm not down at the beach or the Jersey Shore down there in Seaside and Toms River, I like to jump on my bike, man, and go down the canal and uh, ride out into Princeton and Kingston and stuff like that. Just kind of, you know, clear my head. Uh, I do a lot all of right. talking, obviously, as you can tell. Uh, I deal with a lot of people all day long. So some days, man, I just want to be quiet and just ride along on a on a dirt path with water on both sides. I mean, just kind of clear my head. So those days off sometimes are, are work days and sometimes they're they're play days. I like it, man. I like I like how you still even when, it's like it's almost like not only the grind doesn't stop, but you can figure out the balance, right? You always know that there's connections. Dude, there. this, this this business will burn you out if you don't find the balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think anything with entrepreneurial, anything really, if you don't, if you're just doing one thing 24-7 nonstop, it's just going to be a natural burn. But if you find a balance, you you find that chemistry. So how is that chemistry? you have a team or is there anybody? Yeah, I have a team, man. And my, my first partner, I got to give it up, my wife, Lisa McRae. Without her, this is not possible. Uh, she's my left hand and my right hand man. Uh, she just happens to be a woman. <laughs> but uh, and then of course, man, it's a family-owned business. So I was born and so raised nice. in the family business. So I keep it structured that way. So my daughter, my son works with me. Uh, we have you know two to three cooks that have been with us for two to three years. So it's really a family structured business. And the people that that work with us, we don't consider them employees. We consider them friends. So yeah, that's that's how the business is set up. But it's, it's definitely. Uh, my partner, Lisa, and also uh, my chef uh, friend and cousin, vegan chef Eric Reed of VBQ Philly. Uh, you'll be seeing more of him a lot. Uh, we're actually working on a spot together. So we want to bring the best of both worlds in the one roof. So you'll be able to come and get meat as a carnivore, T-Rex, and you'll be able to come to eat plants and uh, dandelions like a ladybug. So, <laughs> so what we're trying to combine, man, is, is WTF and VBQ Philly and uh, bring these two things together. So. We're, we're working on some stuff, man. We're really working on some stuff. But without the wife, man, none of this would be possible. She's she's the backbone of the business. She runs the line. She does the uh, the hiring. Uh, she does right, the, right. the payroll. She she basically used to work at a company, and she was doing the payroll specialist there. And uh, right. she seen me with the food truck, and she's seen how busy it started to get. And uh, she quit her job, man, at 13 years. And I was like, I talked to her for, like, months. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? So uh, she uh, she jumped in and did it, man. But, yeah, number one is, is really her, man. I, I got to give it up to her. She she doesn't get enough praise. She's not one of them people for the limelight. She doesn't want to be in front of the scene, in front of the camera. She's that person in the back, man, just kind of popping everything up and saying, hey, keep going. I like what you're doing. She's the yin to my yang. I like it, bro. No, I think it's important as unsung heroes. You get unsung heroes every day. Oh, yeah. we talk. And I think it's, it's people like your wife and, and um, your family who have that oh, bloodline. Yeah. The bloodline, right? You have the bloodline. Yeah. And you also know that you can always turn to them if ever something goes wrong. It, it, it works, for sure. A lot okay. of work. And, and without them, man, I would be nothing as well. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Employees, it's hard to find good help nowadays. And you ask anybody yeah. in the restaurant business or any business, it's hard to find good help nowadays. Nobody's going to treat your brand like their own. But at least with mm. my family, I say, listen, guys, when I'm going, whatever I built, this is yours. So if you want to destroy it now or later, <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> right. Right. You have that yeah. camaraderie. But, yeah, the good thing, like you said, is it, it seems like you guys are a tight-knit group, which is always important to have, and you have uh, the loyalty. So you, so we are in an interesting time in the in the world of food, right, because – there's stuff that is popping up left and right, like Beyond Meat and Impossible <laughs> Whopper. And so you talk, talk, talk us a little bit about the culture between a regular, you know, like you said, a carnivore eater and a plant. Or how do you find the balance? And what are some things 
as you said with the chef, you're trying to do for the future as we progress in this interesting world. We're in. Right, right. Well, first, as you know, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we've been on a waiting list for Impossible uh, Burgers. So we just got a hold of that, and we've been on a waiting list for 19 months. So we would like to try out, and we do try out, different things at our store because we know everybody doesn't eat meat. So mm-hmm. we we want to kind of combine, like we just said, combine that whole genre of people that are left out. Uh, VBQ Philly, he makes flavorful, soulful food from plants. Tempeh, seitan, uh, tofu, you know, different stuff. And listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a meat eater. I never liked this stuff. Didn't, it tasted like cardboard to me and, until he started making it. And then I realized he's got something here. This is flavorful, plant-based food that's, that's sustainable, it's marketable, and, and people want it. We have a lot of people, when he's at the store, he's going to be at the store this week, Thursday and Friday, people drive to Philly to get wow. vegan food because vegan has a bigger market than Trenton. There's probably about maybe right now, actually, no, exactly right now, there's about three, yeah, I'm sorry, four vegan stores in this area. And, and everybody's different. People like different stuff. But when it comes to soulful seasoned food, you know, everybody can't make it. You know, everybody wants it to be bland, and that's not the way food was, was intended to be, and that's why a lot of people won't try plant-based things. They always think that it's going to taste bad. But, you know, you got to know what you're doing. you got to know how to season it. So uh, we've been working with different stuff, and uh, the, the Impossible Burger, like I said, we, we got a hold of that. We started marketing it at the store. It, it's selling pretty well, but, you know, a lot of people always want to complain about ingredients and everything's genetically modified. You know what? Unless yeah, you yeah. eat Unless you eat raw vegan from your own backyard, you don't know what's going into that food. And don't get me wrong. You know, there's, there's companies out there that have a, a hold on the market, and we won't say the M-word, but, you know, if you know anything about the food business, you know, the M-word is, is controlling yeah. food right now. But everything is, is unfortunately modified in some way, shape, or form, the, the, the hormones that are pumped into the meat. You know what I mean? I just recently stopped eating red meat because I had a bout with diverticulitis. I'm 48 oh, wow. years old. I didn't know what diverticulitis was. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, so I had to change my diet as well. And that was another reason why I started wanting to introduce uh, the plant-based options because now I can't eat red meat. So, you know, I'll still eat chicken and turkey, but now I'm turning towards more plant-based options. And uh, Eric Reed, vegan chef uh, from VBQ Philly, is starting to help me see and help me with that process. And not only is uh, he's a chef, but he's also my cousin, my first cousin. There you go. There you go. And I think I think this is a really important one of the few serious points. Like people are, you know, we see this every day that people are starting to see the effects of prolonged eating, right? Too much eating of certain yeah. food. It, it, there's no balance, and if you don't find, you know, ways to balance your your diet, you'll eventually get these things down the line. You don't want to be when you're 70, you know, walking in crutches and yeah, exactly and it, because you because you ate meat your whole life, right? <laughs> But like I said, man, we got to understand, you know, your body's designed to heal itself. You just got to put the right things into it. Now, everything in moderation. I'm no saint. You know, I drink, I smoke, you know what I mean? I'm no saint, but at the same time, I have a balance. But like I said, when my body told me to stop eating red meat and and my mind didn't want to listen, it showed me my body's like, you got to stop eating red meat. And and since I've done that, man, I can feel the difference, the energy level. You know, how I feel, I don't feel sluggish anymore. You know, there's so many different things. And I was like, geez, what was in that meat that I was eating? We don't know what those cows are pumped with. We don't know how they're, they're treated. You know, imagine a, a mad cow that's been beaten, treated bad, and now we're, that, that spirit of that meat is being transferred into our bodies. Yeah. 
You know, stuff to think about. Most people don't. They look at a hamburger and it's a hamburger. You know what I mean? And I, I don't I don't get into the wars with the people. I don't get into wars with Peter. I don't get into war, uh, wars no. with my vegan friends. But I try and find that balance and say, listen, man, choose what you want, but know and understand. Do some research about what you're putting in your body. You know, McDonald's uh, 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 has been serving the same food for years. You know, we've we seen that documentary a long time ago. You know, yeah, I was amazed yeah. by that documentary. You know, and since then, I don't eat McDonald's anymore. You know, once in a blue moon, it's it's great for a hangover, but I, I just, I choose myself personally not to eat it because I know what it does to the body. 100%. So we, I, can, I can vibe with it, yeah. Yeah, so we try and give people fresher uh, alternatives, uh, two different options from meat. So, hence the Impossible Burger and stuff like that we've been doing, so. No, for sure. And I think I think anyone trying to make a lifestyle change, right? And it, it, you are what you eat in a sense, right? Because it's, it's the it, truth, man. We used to laugh as kids when they'd say that. It, it is the truth. And you can look at some people and you'd be like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you been eating? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's some people that's like, oh, man, these guys are fired up every day. What are you eating, right? So yeah. you have that. <laughs> at that juxtaposition, but no, I go out to tie it back for real though. But for anyone out there to listen, I think it's important that like Tim said, do your research. Do I think it's a stupid <laughs> saying in kindergarten, do your homework, but it's true. If you don't, you don't do your homework, you'll never find out the results. You, know, you won't, you know, but we we're, we're sheep. And I hate to say that, man, I hate to call people uh sheeple, but we're sheep, you know, yes. do your research. You know, if people see a line, they'll just jump right in it. We noticed that in the food truck industry, you know what I mean? People, you know, do your research. You know, people come to the store and we tell them what type of fish we're serving that day, and it might be swai or basa, which are pretty much the same fish. They have no idea what it is. Then I'll say something like tilapia, oh, is that the fake fish? You know, or I'll say whiting, and it's like, oh, they know that. But it's like, learn about the different fishes. I don't eat that fish. Well, what do you know about that fish? Well, nothing. Well, there you go. <laughs> you might want to educate yourself about that fish, you know, if you're a pescatarian, and, and then figure out if I should eat tilapia or if I should eat this or I should eat that. Uh, we have a guy that calls the store, and, you know, I understand, in the Bible it says we're only supposed to eat fish that have scales, and the guy will call and ask us, hey, do you have scaled fish today? And we have red snapper or something like that for the day. I'm like, yeah, he'll come in and get it, but he won't eat any fish with skin, hmm. you know? So it, it, there's a lot of people that really just have to educate themselves on what they're putting in their mouth. You can't blame, you know, a, a restaurant if you get high cholesterol, right? You know, you you can't you can't sue somebody if the coffee's hot. I mean, it's coffee. Oh. It's supposed to be hot, right? <laughs> like the world we're living in, it makes me laugh, but at the same time, it's just funny how much it's a sign of the times. Right, right. I think we're we're missing that the little details, right? The simple common sense things. Well, what, what's the first common thing you sense? Guys... What's that? What's common exactly. sense? Exactly. Define That's that for me. Exactly. <laughs> What is it now? Nowadays we don't we don't have it. So it's no. it's it's like well how now and I guess for the people who who do have it in a sense or try to have it, um, we have to adapt <laughs> to those customers. We have to adapt to those. So I guess and that's a good that's a good topping point. So when you when you know you have people who don't do the research or homework, how do you other than social anything else you do as far as like any campaigns you try to run or anything you try to do to get them aware. Yep, that's the plan. You said that as well. If we're doing a promotion, uh, we'll run the video of that that product, you know, if it's available. Uh, I had a lady come from Florida. Uh, I won't say her name, but she came from Florida and she got a, she wanted a cheesesteak, but she only wanted white cheese. 
And she, I knew she was from Florida, and I'm going to tell you how I knew, because she asked for a steak and cheese. I said, oh, uh. here we go. Somebody from the South that doesn't know. It's, it's a cheesesteak, lady. I don't care where you go. I don't care what state you're in. It's a cheesesteak. But I, was, I explained to her the difference between yellow cheese and white cheese, and she didn't believe me. So I politely pulled my phone out right there at my serving window at my store. I pulled my phone out. Hit the Google button, because, you know, if you want to find out something now, it's right at your fingertips. We're actually Google. holding it. Smart. Yeah, we're, we're talking on it right now. I hit the button. I said, what's the difference between white and yellow cheese? And that famous voice came on. But difference between, it wasn't a difference. <laughs> it was a dye. You know what I mean? That, so the lady looks at me, still didn't want it, because I didn't have uh, white cheese, because we had yellow cheese, and she walked off. Oh but God. hopefully that day I educated her, because the guy that she was with, he laughed, and he wrote a review because he got two cheesesteaks. I said, I told him, I said, listen, don't let her have a bite. There's yellow cheese on there. You know, I was joking with him. But then he wrote a review, and he said he loved the cheesesteaks, and he said he loved the lesson on, on white or yellow cheese. So that moment in time, I was able right. to take two minutes, you know, on a busy day, I was able to take two minutes and try and educate somebody or tell somebody about something that they weren't even aware of but they don't like something. See, sometimes we don't give a reason why we don't like something. Have you tried yeah. it? No. Well, how, if you never tried it, how could you say you don't like it? You know, I always have a saying, I'll try anything twice. You know, as yeah. long as it doesn't kill me, I'm good. I'm going to try it. Like, you know, different foods, you know, I'll try it. Snails, beetles, whatever it is, I'll try it. You don't know, you don't know if you don't try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you'd be surprised how many people are scared to, to try new things. They're so fixed on what they eat, but they won't educate themselves on the other products and other things and try other things. Yeah, man, it is crazy because if you really look, it's, it's also mindset too, right? Your okay. mindset. Mindset, if you don't have the right mindset in anything you do, and if you're waking up each morning saying, well, this isn't going to work because, you yep. know, yes, it's just not going to work. It, it, Negative Nancy's. Exactly, exactly. Right. And, and, and there's a reason, and there's a reason why the, the winners, per se, right. stay winning because they figure out what's right. They're not afraid to try new things and experiment. I think life That's is it. about experimenting, and you can go it for. Is. Yeah, you want to explain any, any instances before we head into our final couple of questions here, where you experimented one day and boom, it turned out great. Uh, our, our, our shrimp pool boy, uh, in 2013. Of course, you know shrimp pool boy has been around for years. Uh, down in New Orleans, uh, that was one of the cheaper sandwiches because everybody were, were semen and they would eat shrimp. You know what I mean? So that was a cheap sandwich that they made. So on the food truck, um, we were like 2013, we were doing a sautéed, I forgot what it was, we were doing a sautéed shrimp platter, and I, I just whipped up a sautéed shrimp pork boy. I was like, you know, let me try this out. Had some mustard, had some mayonnaise, threw a little hot sauce in there, and kind of just whipped up a remoulade just to see what would happen if I put that on there. And we started doing the shrimp poor boy. So originally we did them sautéed uh, when we first started doing them in 2013 here in Jersey. And then after that, we started doing them fried. Once we started doing those things fried, people went crazy because around here you couldn't find a good shrimp poor boy. Now everybody's trying to make one. So I like to think that I was an innovator for that. But <laughs> we, we experimented with different foods, southern cuisine. Uh, Polish food, you know, we, we do kielbasa, we'll do pierogies, we'll do anything. We have Asian noodles on our menu. Like, we try and touch on every ethnicity to make sure that we have something that is appealing to somebody, even if they're of a different culture. So we experiment with everything, you know, and that's what we do. We do weekly specials. So sometimes our weekly specials are something we've made before. Sometimes it's the first time we made it. But we taste test it. We make sure that it's great before it goes out that window because if it doesn't, 
you know, I'll throw it right in the trash. And you can ask mm-hmm. my family, I've done it, you know. No, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, we experiment with everything. So, like I said, that's hence the name, where's the food? We didn't want to get pigeonholed into being a hot dog truck. So, I like that, yeah. man. I, I, I like that a lot because especially where we live in this area, it's a melting pot. There's there's literally like a British. Yeah. There's like yeah. Chinatowns. Edison's got a Hindu town. It's all Yeah, over yeah, there. right, right. Actually, I was just over at Landmark here in Ewing Township, and across the street they have an Indian barbecue grill. So I was like, Indian barbecue. I'm going there tomorrow. So when we get off this podcast, that's where I'm eating lunch. <laughs> and, and as soon as I walked in, the first thing I smelled was curry. So I was like, Okay, I'm gonna like this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love my curry myself. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just, just try new things, experiment. And you never know what can work. Man, this has been great. So we're gonna to get to the final two, and then we'll, I'll ask you what out of all the foods you have, what's your favorite. But let's start with the first one. Uh, so your goals. Obviously, you're try, looking for that in-house scene. What are some? What are your goals for, let's say, the next five years, and then also anything you got going on for the rest of the year and in 2020? Oh, great, great. Well, obviously, man, the next five years, our goal is to franchise, man. My my goal, and I have to speak this into existence so it happens, because it, it started out with a food truck, and people laughed at me. Tim, don't do it. Don't name it that. You'll never get business. You you should. If I could have gave you the list yeah. of the stuff that people said to me, you'd be like, damn, dude, and you still did it? Damn right I did. So, yes, sir. <laughs> the first thing we're trying to do, we want to franchise WTF and VBQ Philly. We want to pair those up so when those two stores go somewhere, uh, these two stores will be attached, and you'll be able to eat vegan food and meat food, uh, you know, meat-based products in the same building, but cooked on separate equipment. Some vegans are true vegans. They haven't had meat in 30 years. I don't want to chance, you know, your veganism on on throwing a, a vegan burger on top of a grill where I just cooked meat. As well, we know, fire kills everything, but some people are picky like that, and I get that. See, the big box chains, they're doing these little veggie burgers and the, the Impossible Burger, but it's cooked on the same thing where they cook meat. So true vegans want their food to be separate and cooked that, that's never had any animal products on it. So that's what we want to do with uh, WTF and VBQ Philly. We want to do a franchise and take this store from New Jersey and work our way down the coast to Florida. So my goal is to work my way out of winners. So <laughs> the, 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 next, the next store we're trying to do – uh, is in Virginia. And who knows, even the, the store we do here, you know, the, the next store that we're going to open here, we're looking at a 4,000 square foot restaurant now. You know, hopefully everything works out. But if it doesn't work out here, uh, I'm picking up everything and I'm going to Richmond. And then from Richmond, I'm going to try and strategically put myself near every college town down to Florida, you know, Charlotte, South Carolina, you know. So I, right, I want to get out of New Jersey, man. I hate to say it. I love this place, born and raised here uh, from 1970. But the, the taxes are too high. You can't retire here in New Jersey. And I, I feel sometimes a, a prophet's not respecting his hometown. Sometimes people don't realize what you were doing until you're gone. So yeah. if I took my brand somewhere else and it exploded, they'd be like, oh, he used to be here. Well, when I was here, how come you didn't support it? You know, when I was here, how come you didn't stop by? You know, so sometimes you got to keep moving. And it's no disrespect to anybody, but if you don't want to support it, I got to take it somewhere else where people will. So people down there won't be able to judge me from knowing me from 30 years ago. They just judge me from the food they got when they walk through the door. Absolutely. So that's that's the goal in the next five years, man, is to franchise and keep this thing moving, uh, WTF uh, going strong along with BBQ Philly, and uh, putting people in the same building and uh, that have the same interests. They got to eat. Everybody eats at least three times a day. You, know, you got to mm-hmm. eat at least one time a day, unless you're taking the blue pill or the red pill, and I haven't been able to get a hold of them yet. <laughs> 
That's a good one. But, no, I, I, but in all honesty, you're right, though. Right? I think legacy play, right? At, and especially at your point, you know, you think about legacy and what you want yeah. to leave behind and, and leave yeah. that energy in the last yeah. thing. Really, it's yeah, a yeah. great play. Yeah, and, and dude, really, uh, real quick story. Uh, my dad, yeah, our, our family business, my dad owned laundromats. So at one yeah. time he had he had 18 laundromats that he bought from a Jewish gentleman that loved him from a, a job that he worked at Wenzel Tile. Uh, Wenzel Tile was a big tile company here in uh, Trenton long ago before all industry started pulling out of Jersey <laughs> because of the high taxes. Anyway, <laughs> we yeah, won't go into politics. But the guy said to him, hey, McRae, don't change the names of all these laundromats and put your name on them. And my dad was like, why? He said, sooner or later, people aren't going to you know, support what you're doing or they're, they're not going to like what you're doing because they're going to see you, you know, getting ahead. So he kept all those laundromats separate. So I, I, that was the first time I even knew what franchising was because we just knew that we owned a lot of stores and kids would tease us like we were the Jeffersons in school. <laughs> like, oh, you guys moved on up. Like yeah, was, That was the running joke back then. But it's like, I, I didn't even realize, like, damn, my dad has 18 laundromats. He, yeah. he had a franchise. He had a franchise before we, you know, before we as a people started using that word franchise. You know what I mean? So he, he definitely kind of engraved some things and then stuck some things in my head as a young kid. And I said, you know what? I could do those same things, but I'm just going to do a different platform. I'm going to do food. Because you know what? Sooner or later, yeah, robotics and everything that's coming in and, and, and the stuff, it can't change the food industry. You can change how you make the food, but it still has to be that personal people connection to me with food. You know, I don't I don't want a robot to hand me a sandwich. You understand what I'm saying? You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I want that personal connection. I think that's never going to die. So I'm going to bank on that and try and build a franchise that can show people that this this can work. Yeah, no, you, I I hear you, man. Listen, I went to a Walmart and I see a robot queen before. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's crazy, but. Happening around us, and yeah, you, gotta, yeah. you can't be you can't be afraid to admit it and just recognize it. No, nah, you got to embrace technology, man. Listen, when these radio and record guys, when they seen the uh, the A track, should have seen the cassette coming. You know what I mean? The cassette should have seen the CD coming. You know, but you know, Napster, uh, the radio people should have seen Napster, and the, the record label should have seen Napster coming. But if you're not paying attention to these trends and what's going on, they're gonna pass you right by. You got to jump in, you got to stay with the trends, and you got to figure out how to how to move with the market. If something changes, you can't be the guy that changes ten years later. No. You know, every day I reinvent myself in the store. I, I like to joke with people. And I tell them I'm like Madonna. Every day I got to reinvent myself here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I do. I got. I got to be this person. I got to be that person. You know. So. Never be afraid to be open and changing, man. It's, it, no. it really is. Open-minded people will always say that too. It's just, just do it. And, and I'm, a, I'm an open book, man. Like I tell people, I have nothing to hide. You know, there's no <laughs> shame in my game. I, I was telling you about the bankruptcy. I'm not afraid of that, man. I, I'll, I'll do everything I can to chase my dreams, and I, I'll, I'll die doing it. And I'm, I'm going to die doing it because I'm not going to be that person that sits back and works for somebody else for, for 30, 40 years. I can't do that. I'd rather put the time in for myself. 100%. I, I love it. And just before we go, Favorite food on the on the menu. Ah, my favorite yeah. food on the menu. Uh, gotta you, go, go you know what it is. The gentle toes wings as we call them at the store, which is pronounced gentle pal. But yeah, the gentle toes wings are our are, are favorite there. And uh they're a big seller and of course, you know, from our commercials if you ever seen any of them, uh Kiki's a big uh fan favorite of those wings too. But if I had to pick my second best thing, I I'd have to say, believe it or not, man, our our shrimp pole boy would be second, and mm-hmm. uh, and our cheesesteaks, beef or chicken. Uh, we 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 make a flavorful cheesesteak, man. So yeah, uh, I, the top thing though, definitely the general chose wings, general Tao's wings. All right, the Tao's wings will definitely 
definitely plug that. But uh, thank you, Tim. I, and before we go, because it's been all about that socials, plug all those social handles so people can. All right, let's it. start off with WTF underscore food truck at Instagram. Okay, look for the big red and yellow explosion that says WTF. There's a whole bunch of WTFers out there, but if you don't see that, it's not me. Facebook WTF question mark spelled out food truck F O O D T R U C K. That's on Facebook. Twitter. All capital letters, all huge capital letters, no spaces, WTF, food truck, spelled out F-O-O-D-T-R-U-C-K. And, of course, Snapchat, uh, uh, actually Snapchat, I think, is food truck, New Jersey, WTF, food truck, New Jersey. If not, once you get connected to one of those social media platforms, you'll definitely be able to find us. And don't forget to look at us on YouTube, which is WTF underscore food truck on YouTube. Check out our commercial comedy skits. Uh, we're up to number six right now, which we just shot yesterday. And uh, we've got a lot of great interviews on there, man. I also have the WTF Food and Music Show. Uh, that's another thing I, I wanted to plug real quick. You know, two ingredients that will always bring people together. Food and so, Music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just did an interview with Ren Thomas, who was on VH1 Sign. I got an interview with uh, Derek Gaines, who's on uh, Tracy Morgan's show, uh, The Last OG. Uh, I got an interview with uh, Chop Champion Chef Food Network Timothy Witcher. Got an interview with him on there. Man, we're working, man. I just I don't sleep. I sleep four hours a night, and the rest of the time I'm grinding. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so that's it. You have plenty of time to sleep when it's all over. That's it, man. That's, that's a great mindset. Thank you so much, brother. I mean, we'll definitely we'll definitely talk it down the road, and we'll keep. Oh it yeah, yeah, and we 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 stay in touch every day. So definitely, man. You guys keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing. We're we're glad that you're out there promoting these 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 good stories, and uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just want to see some good stuff. So you guys keep grinding too, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it, brother. All right, have a good one. Thank you for joining us today on the United Podcast Experience. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe so that way you can stay up to date with all of our guests. Check the description for all the links pertaining to everything discussed today. And if you want to be promoted or know somebody who should be, reach out to us at the United Promotion on Instagram. Be sure to follow us there as well. Stay up to date with all of our guests.